Welcome back, all of you delightful little golf stooges. This episode of the Golf Guide podcast is brought to you by golfguide.net. Save 20 to 70% on greens fees by visiting golfguide.net. And when you go, use the promo code GGPODCAST and save 10% on all purchases of $50 or more. That's golfguide.net. Find the golf you need. Because you're a dear friend and a golf enthusiast, mm-hmm. but because we both have a shared passion for what I always tell people as my favorite place on earth, which is Bandon Dunes Golf Resort. Mm-hmm. Disclaimer for anybody listening: Bandon Dunes has not paid us any money. No, nope, in fact, at all. we, we pay are them paying a, them money. We pay them money exactly. to go. And trust me, I wish they were paying us money. I've had conversations with their staff, director of communication, several times. Asking them, begging them, trying to convince them that having them inside the pages of Golf Guide magazine mm. and on our podcast would be highly beneficial, but they unfortunately seem to know that everybody <laughs> already knows how awesome yeah, they are. So exactly. they don't need they don't need, they don't spend, need it. They don't need to spend but it'd any be money great on marketing. If they just considered it. You but, know? but then you have fucking fanboys like you and me who just are like, Whatever. I'm gonna talk about how well, awesome it is there because it is it is that great that it justifies people being like, Hey, this place is fucking amazing. Uh-huh. Let's talk about it. And coincidentally, you and I go around the same time of year. Mm-hmm. We just go on two different trips, so we miss each other by a couple days. We, we go back-to-back weekends. You go, I believe, the weekend the, before Thanksgiving. Correct. And I go the weekend directly after Thanksgiving. Right. So, so if... I've been on both know, trips, by the way. It's correct me if I'm same. wrong. If you have the same premium as me, you're thinking about it all year long... God, I can't wait till Abandoned Dunes. Correct. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like, it's what makes Thanksgiving Thanksgiving for me. You yeah, know? That is true. I am very thankful for possibly getting hailed on during a round, mm-hmm. uh, playing in just the craziest wind ever. Unless it's 2015. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh no. Uh, 2000. Last year. No, last I year missed on, last year. I last missed year it. on my trip, I was, you know, hashtag blessed. Mm-hmm. With the greatest weather anybody could have ever Mark possibly told me thought about of. His trip too. Well, I mean, d- during the course of all this, I'm gonna once again shamelessly plug an article that I wrote on GolfGuide.net, like mm-hmm. maybe eight months ago. Because really, what this is is this is a an opportunity for you and me to get really fucking psyched for our abandoned trip, but also to help the people that are listening to the podcast do it, get the information that they need to not only go to Bannon Dunes, mm-hmm. but be able to make it as special as it has been for you and I over the past decade. Right, right. Because, I mean, this this is going to be my... I went to Bandon Dunes for the first time in 2007, and I've missed two years since then. So that would be... This will be my eighth trip yeah, to Bandon Dunes. You got six trips on me, man. I've This will be my third. Now, granted, 2006 was when I first heard about Bandon. Mm-hmm. And... I didn't think it was attainable, you know, because back then, you know, just graduated that high school. I'm like, I will not have the money to afford this anytime soon. And that's a perfectly rational and common misconception because when, you know, you hear about Bannon, you see it on uh, like golf buddy destination lists and top golf resorts in America lists. And it's at number one, sometimes right. number two 
um, if somebody decides to put the Pebble Beach Resort at, over it. But oh, really, right. it's the best golf resort slash golf destination in America, and it's priced as such for most of the year. Right. So um, just a little background. If you decide to go to Bandon during peak season, which I think they deem to be from uh, May or June through September. Don't do it. You're, well, I mean, <laughs> here's the thing. It's still worth it. You could, you could pay the prices that they have there, and compared to what that same money will buy you anywhere else in the summertime in America, mm-hmm. it's still a great deal, because I think you're paying about three hundred bucks a round for golf, mm-hmm. and you're paying roughly four hundred dollars a night for a hotel room that sleeps two guys, so two hundred bucks per man for hotel room per night, mm-hmm. and about three hundred dollars for golf. Usually, anybody who's there in the summertime that has 14 to 15 hours of daylight a day is playing 36 holes a day. Uh, agreed. And that's one of the coolest things about Bandon is their replay policy. Um, at least in the middle of summertime, I think you're paying about 300 bucks to play your first 18. It's 100 bucks, so less than, you know, like a third of the price for a replay. And anything after that is free. Mm-hmm. So if you can play more than two rounds, if you play more than 36 <laughs> holes in a day, it is gratis. Easier I mean, said than done. <laughs> I've been close. And the thing is, I've only ever gone to Bandon in November, December, or January, where the days are very, very, very short. Especially if you went the first year I went, Mark and I went, mm-hmm. very small group. I mean, it was Robert put together the group. Oh, Robert put together that group. Yeah, there yeah. were only 10 of us. Ah, okay. If that. And it was two weeks later than when it usually is it was early december okay freezing fucking cold frost delay for three of the days uh frost delay is a good sign though it it worked out because we had 8 a.m tea times for those days mm-hmm. so you're still, you're we still the first people off but it's but co- we teed it, off at 11 but it, it, it's costing you the opportunity to play a second 18 yeah Agreed. Right. But think right. about the people who had 11 a.m. tea times who got screwed in the process. However, despite all that, I mean, hammering the teas into the tea box because it was frozen <laughs> was an experience, <laughs> but it was the best. I mean, that was our first trip, and Mark and I looked at each other and we're like, uh, yeah, this is amazing mm-hmm. because of what your surroundings are and what you get for your package. That's sure. kind of what I'm talking up i'm saying you can go during the summer you can play those replays everything more power to you if you have the money Mm -hmm. but the package they put together in the fall whatever it is post november such and such when they lower thanksgiving is actually the date where the prices drop like the day of thanksgiving that's where the prices drop to the lowest that they'll be all year so the cheapest time that you can possibly go to bandon dunes is from thanksgiving day through new year's eve Mm-hmm. The price goes up just a tiny little bit for the month of January, goes up a little bit again, February, so on and so forth right. until you finally reach peak rates again. Um, May I, or Seeing as we're doing June. a podcast on this, I should probably have- We don't have, do the research. But I mean, really, May- They're June, not paying us anything. May, June is when you start to re- reach peak, yeah. you know, peak prices. Um, but that's the thing is like, if you think about the other courses that are equal, I should say, to the courses abandoned. So- before we go any further, if there's any <laughs> stooge listening to this podcast that isn't familiar with Bandon Dunes Golf what Resort is already, Dunes, Kyle? let's take a couple of minutes <laughs> to kind of shine some light on just how fucking spectacular this place is. Okay, so um, 
When I say that it is my favorite place on earth, let me tell you why that is justified. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, as of right now, if you include the 18-hole putting course, okay, <laughs> Bannon Dunes... Punch bowl. Bannon Dunes has seven, seven golf courses. Mm-hmm. Six... You're talking shorties, too? Shorties included. Okay. Okay. F- four 18-hole regulation golf courses, which, by the way, all four of the golf courses are rated inside the top 100 in America in every single publication that's worth reading. Mm-hmm. Golf Digest, Golf Week, Golf Magazine, every single one of them. Just to give you a little perspective, according to Golf Magazine and their top 100 courses in America, mm-hmm. the worst course at Bandon Dunes, which for some reason they have is Bandon Trails, Trails, yeah. which... Again, we'll, we'll jump Let's, into that. You we'll can jump, argue but that. for them, in, in terms of their rankings, mm-hmm. the worst. It's such a fucking, <laughs> such a terrible way to label it because there's no no, cor- no course abandon the, is, the is lowest worst. ranked. The lowest ranked yes. um, course at Bannon Dunes Resort is Bannon Trails. Mm-hmm. How many public golf courses in California are ranked higher than the lowest rated course at Bannon Dunes? Public, None. public. None. There's, there are. There's literally one public golf course in the entire state of California, which, by the way, has more golf courses and more humans living in it than any other state in America. The entire state of California has one course rated higher than the lowest rated mm. course at Bannon Dunes. Uh, I gotta have a guess at it. Let's see here. You might let me down if you don't get this one. Torrey Pines, Bradley. It has a tournament at it every year of the Pro-Am Persuasion. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, Pebble, uh, weren't we just talking about this? Like, resort, public, what's the well, line? Pe- Pebble is absolutely public. I was thinking... I mean, it, it, I was, it, it, is, it is a resort, but, I mean, it's... I was know. thinking Pebble in my head, but As a, I just... When you say public, I'm thinking... Okay, I, I got you. Um, municipal, public, whatever. But the sure, it makes yeah, sense. Pebbles the up lowest there. rated course, the lowest at Bannon Dunes is better than every single public course in California sans Pebble Beach. If you switch that to the Golf Digest list, it gets to be two courses. Mm-hmm. Now, granted... Uh, if you look at each publications, they usually most of them have a top 100 public golf courses in America. So you know, peasants like you and I who don't have <laughs> pri- private club memberships <laughs> can see. Oh well, what are the courses I can play? Right. Um, Pacific Dunes is universally kind of regarded as the gem of the resort, although that's debatable. For anybody who's actually been there, and we'll jump into this Ooh, later where we talk I can't about. Can't wait to talk about this. We'll we'll, we'll jump into that a little bit, but you know. <laughs> Pacific is, you know, there's there's a, a fair amount of consensus that that is the highest rated course at the resort. Mm-hmm. That flip-flops with Pebble Beach as the best public course in America, okay? Um, and according to Golf Digest, their list of courses, Pebble is one, Pacific Dunes two, Bandon Dunes, the first course at the resort, is seventh overall in the entire country. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only other course in California that kind of comes into the mix is Spyglass. <laughs> Yes, Spyglass. 
the second best public course in all of California, where 40 plus million people live, um, is still technically, you know, not as good as half the 18 hole courses in this one property up in rural Oregon on the coast. And Golf Digest, in their overall rankings of the top 100 public courses in America, has Spyglass at 11, Old McDonald at 12, Bannon Trails at 15. That's Think fair. about this. That's fair. I mean, if you look at Golf Magazine, they have Pacific Dunes at two, Bandon Dunes at eight, Old Mac at eleven, Bandon Trails at twelve. Literally, all for every single course at this resort is in the top fifteen of public courses in the United States, and the top seventy-five courses, public or private, in America, and they're all in one place. Mm-hmm. Just to give you a little perspective, and to give the listeners a little perspective, how many golf courses are in America? Take a wild guess. You can't. You can be wrong, but you can't be wrong. It's it, it, it's, it's a silly question. I mean, almost nobody has any idea how oh many golf courses God. are in America. It's crazy to think about that. Um, just to give you a little, uh, I'll give you kind of a little bit of a, a hint or just you know something to help you out. California has the most golf courses in it of any state in the country. Makes sense. Florida's not far behind. But California has just under a thousand golf courses in it. Well, look at our weather. I mean, it makes sense. It does make sense. Um, I'm thinking like twenty thousand. Is that that, that that's high? Yeah. But it's really not. I mean, that's that's a perfectly fair guess. Right, right now, I believe there's about fifteen thousand and change. Okay. Okay. That's fifteen thousand. All four of these fucking courses are in the top 75. <laughs> Experts, people who have spent their entire life evaluating the architecture and the basically the goodness of golf courses have all deemed every single one of the courses at this resort to be among the most elite in the world, in the country. Doesn't matter what your parameters are. These mm-hmm. are four world-class golf courses that all happen to be part of the same resort Mm -hmm. the only other place that can even arguably hold a candle is pebble beach because pebble beach is technically a resort however that doesn't count because pebble beach's golf courses are all spread around the yeah i was gonna say so the way i look at it when i describe it to people because keep in mind a lot of people who don't play as much golf or don't care or fanaticize like you and i do Mm -hmm. or a lot of people we know yeah. might just say, no, I'm not going to spend a couple hundred bucks, whatever, to play golf. I'm sorry. That's just not for me. To which I like to quote, you know, the great Donald Trump. And I say, wrong, <laughs> wrong, wrong, wrong. Let's not get into okay, that. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> that's another podcast. I, 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 don't, I don't mean to digress. Okay, go <laughs> that's, ahead. That's the Golf Guide political podcast, <laughs> which will be on after this. So stay and er- tuned. As everybody turns off the podcast. Exactly. They're like, once you said Donald Trump, uh, we're done. All right. But I'll say, continue. Uh, point being, I can argue what you get for what you pay for Bannon Dunes mm-hmm. is what makes it a special experience. Sure. So... Imagine like a Disneyland for golfers where instead of whatever it's called, California Adventure and the main resort are Mm -hmm. right next to each other. So you walk to them. Imagine you stay at the hotel there and there's four of these amusement parks Mm -hmm. and a shuttle just comes around and it takes you to each one per day. 
but you pay in one all-inclusive package that includes now this is what you know the bennett people prepare for us right but they set up a package where you stay there the shuttle comes you get your your golf course that you pay for that day food you get as many range balls as you want we'll get into the practice center a little because the practice center in itself is a fucking phenomenal phenomenal place that anybody would be lucky to have within three hours drive of their house i mean the Mm -hmm. practice center alone is worth praising but yeah i agree we'll get into all i would just say i would argue that who's ever rating these goes up there they have the experience that you and i have had and Mm -hmm. maybe more and then they go, Jesus, for the bang for your buck and for where you're at, no wonder I'm going to group all these together in the top 20 or top 75 or whatever you look at it. Right. Because they are all of like one thing. Mm-hmm. They're of the resort that what Kaiser put together, but they also stand on their own because they're all unique. Absolutely. And we're going to touch upon this, but Trails is different than the other three because it's more inland and it's you know obviously got a lot more different scenery however it's its own trails placed through three very distinct landscapes you have a couple holes that are in blown out sand dunes that would rival the sand dunes of any of the other courses at the resort pacific included then you play through this unbelievably spectacular meadow Mm-hmm. For a good portion of the front nine and the back nine. And then in the middle of the round from holes like seven through 13, you're just in the middle of this dense forest. I mean, I've never played a golf course that samples and utilizes so many uniquely spectacular landscapes all in one single 18-hole round. I mean, it, it's it really is I, I, spectacular. I've heard from people who trails is their favorite. I've I've A lot of the guys that go on my trip, think trails is their favorite course they just like something different they may play it in the middle of their week which is crazy because you know i think it's an unfair question to ask what's your favorite what's your least favorite of the Mm. resort because that that gives you the (laughs) idea that one of them's not good usually with our group it's what did you play best on this week and it's like yeah like i've actually got a really good question that i'll ask you as soon as i jump because i wanted to go back and touch on one other thing you said but matt janella um, of Golf Channel, like their travel writer. Oh, yeah. He had the best way to, you know, talk to your friends about which courses you like the most that doesn't make it seem like one's less good than the other. So I'll, I'll pose that question to you after I do this. But okay. I love the Disneyland reference where you say, like, Bannon is like Disneyland for golfers. But mm-hmm. I'm going to take it one step further. Bandon to passionate golfers, it's not only like Disneyland. Mm-hmm. It's like Disneyland as an eight-year-old. Right. When you go to Disneyland and you're eight years old, you are fucking pissing your pants in excitement for a month before you go. When you're there, you are. It's like you're on natural ecstasy, where you fucking have an ear-to-ear smile. You're fucking grinding your teeth because it's just so goddamn awesome. You get to Bandon Dunes, and you're somebody who not only likes golf but even has like a little bit of an appreciation for golf architecture and scenery. You get there, and you literally just go on a 72-hour jizzing your pants bender because it's just so fucking good it is unbelievable Mm -hmm. i mean again is it my favorite place on earth yes yeah yes it is i think you said that yes it is (laughs) and that's because the combination of remarkably comfortable basic lodging Mm -hmm. unbelievably spectacular golf unparalleled practice facilities and to be perfectly honest with you way better than average and 
delicious food, what else do you want? I mean, it's, I, I think this might be their tagline for the resort. Um, it's like, it's all about the golf. And that's what make really separates Bandon from other places. There's, there's no pool. There's no, you know, other recreation. It's like, you go to Bandon to golf. Yeah, exactly. You go to Bandon to golf, drink scotch, bullshit, sleep a little bit, and then repeat. Yeah. And that's why Mark and I loved the trip, even though it was freezing cold and there were frost delays, we knew what we were getting into. We came for golf. We There isn't an alternative option. Oh, well, let's just, you know, hang out by the spa for a few hours. You go there and you play golf. Mm-hmm. That is what you do. And then when you're not playing golf, sure, they have like their bunker bar they have their yeah by the way you can smoke inside an organ so they have a, the bunker bar well hey the bunker bar you go down to the basement of the main lodge which is uh near the 18th green and first tee box of the original course at bannon which is called bannon dunes and it's a basement bar that has a sensational scotch and cigar selection with poker tables billiards table i mean it is if you're we were a little naive we wanted to play pool there we stepped in there and we're like that smoke is just it's a lot. If you are not prepared, <laughs> I mean, and I need a gas mask. Hey, I'm just gonna add one extra layer to the whole thing. It is located in Oregon, which means as of now, you can get as high as you fucking <laughs> want the whole time you're there. On top of all the all existing <laughs> awesomeness that there already was, I mean, it's like if as wow, if you I didn't think about that. As if you couldn't make the place any better, they fucking went up themselves. It, it, it really wow. is a truly remarkable place. So. Um, as I was alluding to, uh, there's so much golf there. So mm-hmm. let, let me go through them real real quickly. There's four 18-hole regulation golf courses abandoned. There's also a 13-hole par 3 course called the Bandon Preserve, mm-hmm. a 9-hole par 3 course located at the practice center called Shorties, as well as an 18-hole putting course, mm-hmm. and, like I said, perhaps the most spectacular practice facility, practice center of anywhere that I've ever been. Um all the courses, none of them were built at the same time. It was, you know, originally it was just to build one. The first one was so successful, they built one more. That was successful, they built one more. Mm-hmm. That was successful, they built another one. And now, as you've heard on the last podcast, there's plans to build another one. Sheep Ranch. So, Bandon Dunes is the name of the resort, but it's also the name of the first golf course. It was built in 1999, designed by David McClay Kidd. It was his very first um, golf course that he ever designed. He basically got recruited by Mike Kaiser because... Unlike most other golf course architects, because he had no previous experience, Mike Kaiser thought it. It's like, okay, I can just tell him to do whatever I want him to do because he's new. He's like my lap dog. I can just tell him, you know, to do whatever, and he has to do it because mm-hmm. he has no experience to basically back up his opinions on. Now, I would encourage anybody who's interested in Bandon Dunes or, you know, golf in general to listen to that golf.com interview with. Kaiser, mm-hmm. that little podcast I sent you, because it's really interesting. Is that one recent, or was that from a while ago? That was from a couple years ago. Okay, I, I listened to it already. Okay, I listened to it like a couple years ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever, I mean, it's not recently, it. but I'm just like because we were going to talk about this, sure. I just thought it'd be interesting because Kaiser acknowledges the fact that he thought a handshake deal with, you know, what is it, DMK, David Mulcahy Kid was yes. going to allow him just to kind of. Say, uh-uh, I want the flat greens. I don't want, you know, because he's very clear in that about what he likes and what he doesn't like. Mm-hmm. And he likes wide open because he's that kind of golfer. Like, he's very... Well, David McClay Kidd, 
um, the guy who designed that original course, and he also designed Shorty's, the par three course at the practice center. Who he designed at the same time that he was doing uh, the Banner Dunes Resort. Mm-hmm. Um, he comes from the Glen Eagles Resort in Scotland, which I have to admit I'm lucky enough to have played <laughs> and been to. Rub it in, which man. is spectacular beyond belief. I mean, they have three courses there. They have the King's Course and the Queen's Course, which I think is James Beard Braid. Anyway, it, old Scottish, you know, kind of interesting Scottish linksy type courses. And then they also built like a PGA course by Nicholas, which let's be honest, if you're going to Scotland to go play golf, you can skip the fucking Nicholas PGA course. Just play the Kings and the Queens course. But for sure, he had a really, you know, interesting background. I think his dad was like the general manager, one of the higher ups at Glen Eagle. So he grew up around great Scottish golf. So that's what he brought to Bandon. Mm -hmm. So that course was built and completed in 1999 when the resort first opened. Two years later, Pacific Dunes opened, and that was designed by Tom Doak, mm-hmm. who is arguably you know one of the greatest living architects still working today, and had you know developed a pretty stout reputation as a golf course critic. Um, he had written the Confidential Guide to Golf Courses, where he went out evaluating golf courses all over the world, and it was pretty revolutionary in terms of the way he was describing golf courses and his takes on these different places, because nobody had ever been as critical. Um, and been pointing out the kinds of things that he um, was shedding some light on. Mm-hmm. And he was a big part of the minimalist movement that mm-hmm. has now started to overtake golf course architecture where, you know, unlike in the 80s and 90s where they just bring in bulldozers and they just shape the land to be whatever the fuck they wanted it to be and then mm-hmm. build a course like that. The Trump way? The Trump way. He <laughs> basically... Let's put a fountain. <laughs> he basically is like, hey, what does the land give you? Let's use that. And a lot of other architects have either fallen suit or were in line with him at the same time kaiser's vision that's kaiser's vision golf as it was meant to be yeah so pacific dunes opened in 2001 to wide acclaim immediately is touted as one of the greatest um golf courses in america and perhaps the greatest american lynx course ever created Mm -hmm. a couple years later bill core and ben crenshaw complete and open up bandon trails i believe in 2005 Mm. and keep in mind this is three 18 hole golf courses that are all world class and then mike kaiser fucking outdoes himself <laughs> and builds Old McDonald where he brings Tom Doak back to team up with Jim Urbina to build another 18-hole course called Old McDonald, mm. which is a which, tribute it's course. It's a little polarizing, though. It is, and it, it, it's definitely um, the most, I don't want to say the most unique because they're all unique, but it's definitely got some weird quirkiness that you're not going to find, not just at the resort, but anywhere else. And I, I was interested to find that when I read Dream Golf, which is the book, about the creation of Bandon Dunes. Oh, okay. Which, for anybody that has gone or wants to go, recommend mm-hmm. a reading, Dream Golf. It's a story of how Bandon Dunes is built. Mike Kaiser and a lot of people there thought that when Bandon Dunes opened, or when Old McDonald opened, it would immediately become everybody's favorite course at the resort. Mm-hmm. Because there's almost no hazards. It's very difficult to lose a ball at Old McDonald. Uh, true. But, that being said, I don't know if I'd go so far as to say it's my favorite at the resort, because it's what not. Is- well, I mean, I know you don't want to pick your favorites here, but what would you say out of all of them that you play and you look forward to playing all of them every year? I do. Which one would you say, like, oh, I feel right at home? Well, I think the way that I'm going to rephrase the question you just asked me where, let's Fair say, enough. somebody <laughs> drives me up to Bannon and they say, you only get to play one round. Mm-hmm. You have to choose one of the courses and you get to play one round, mm-hmm. I'm probably playing Pacific Dunes. Yeah, same. same and for that's you? that's generally what I get. I mean, I, I feel that way too. Even though I probably played the worst on Pacific, 
However, <laughs> um, the way I describe old Mac, because we were kind of talking about this before mm-hmm. we recorded, I think. Yeah. Um, you know how when you go out to play any course, public or whatever it is, abandoned trip. Sure. You often describe how the round's going to go before you even tee off. You're just like, <laughs> well, we'll see when we get out there. Yeah, and we you will know. indeed see. <laughs> and I generally think because Old Mac is a polarizing course, some people love it, some people hate it. Mm-hmm. It could be because of how that first hole plays. You could first hit, hole. You could hit a perfect drive, and it could go in that bunker that's you know greenside because the hole's not super long. It's and a short it, it it follows that mold, and actually, I tend to think that every golf course at the Bannon Dunes Resort follows that kind of mantra that I know David Mc, David McClay Kid said when he first built Bannon is that the first hole of any golf course should be not too taxing. It should be set up so it kind of allows the player to get in a little bit of a groove before the more penalizing and difficult holes come on, you know, come on offer, and that's. Every single course, now that I'm thinking about it, at the Bannon Dunes Resort is kind of like that. None of the first holes are overly challenging. There's no Bodega Harbors at fucking <laughs> <laughs> well at Bannon Dunes. I mean, the Bannon Dunes original course uh-huh. is like a 370-yard dogleg right par 4 with a big wide fairway. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first hole at Pacific Dunes is like a 330-yard par 4. The difference is with those two, Pacific and Bannon, mm-hmm. versus trails and old Mac is mm-hmm. my advice to anybody first playing that or even playing it many times. Yeah. Do not pull the big dog out on the first hole. Just take your medicine trails, especially, but even old Mac, because you could bomb one and then you just weren't expecting to play your first bunker shot. Your second shot of the round. Well, I can say this last year when I was abandoned, because the weather was so spectacular, I was able, even with limited daylight, with it getting dark at 5 p.m., mm-hmm. I was able to play 36 holes every day that I was there last year. So I got to play every course twice. Mm-hmm. I have nailed the perfect club to hit on the first hole at all four courses. So this is actually a special treat that I'm going to give to listeners. I'm going to take all of the thinking <laughs> out of the equation for all of you. I have the perfect club. All right, ready? Hit a fucking hybrid. Hit an 18-degree, 21-degree hybrid. Hit it 200, 210 yards. Yeah. You will be set up with gap wedges into almost every single first hole with the only exception, I think, being Bannon Dunes, where if you hit like a 210-yard shot off the tee from like the green tees, like the middle tees, you're going to have more like 140 in. Yeah. Whatever. If, if you don't feel confident sitting over a ball in the middle of the fairway from 140 out, You've got bigger problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> so, uh, I, just agree. Hit a hybrid. I agree. Hit a hybrid off the tee on one. Do yourself a favor. I agree. D- don't the don't thing, worry. The thing is, though, when you do, depending on what your tee time is, but mm-hmm. either way, you know, if you're a guy who likes to warm up or if you're a guy who doesn't like to warm up, mm-hmm. that range is there for you. Correct, so, sir. So, take advantage of it. So, when you go to the range, and you're hitting your driver <laughs> and personal experience yes. two years ago. Ooh, I'm feeling it today, oh. man. Ooh, it's Oh dog, I'm hot today. Oh yeah. I'm Mr. Oh, Havocam. I'm <laughs> 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 No matter how many good drives you think you're hitting on the driving range, you go and pull the big dog out on the first hole of the day and you're gonna have a rude awakening. Unless you know what you're do- be unless you know what you're day. doing and then, you know, 
It could be interesting. I'm it's- just saying you can get away with it on dunes and Pacific, but not advisable on trails. Maybe uh, Old Mac if you put it in the right place. Maybe right. maybe if it's got a draw and it's rolling left and it misses that bunker. But either way, sometimes you don't want your second shot, even though you're 50 yards away, you're having the tightest lie possibly you've had all week if you play old Mac last or if you play it first mm-hmm. it's going to be the first tight lie you ever have but it is so tight that the last thing you want to do is screw up a great drive sure because you chunk the chip or skull it or something you know i Don't mean want to do that you never want to put that in your head going into it but might as well take that out of the equation hit that hybrid hit whatever you want give yourself a full swing in as an approach and play your round mm-hmm so yeah. I, don't my advice. I don't disagree. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's hopefully I remember to do that <laughs> when I go in a month. All right. So now <laughs> we're going to jump into a little bit of more brass tacks uh, just regarding yeah. the resort. Again, well, I'll, I'll finish wrapping up the mm. description of the resort because mm. chances are most people listening have been there before. Right. But in addition to those four 18 hole regulation courses, you have a 13 hole par three course called Bandon Preserve that's designed by Bill Core and Ben Crenshaw. Love it. Which Funnest is, time you ever have with a group of guys. Dude, I mean, of all 13 holes are par threes. I kid you not, if you had to put a number on, of those 13 holes, how many of them would be the single best hole on any golf course in Northern California? Mm. I mean... I'd put it at like 10. Yeah, like I mean... Like 10 of those 13 holes would not only just be like the best par three on any full regulation golf course in northern california mm-hmm. that might be the best hole in general because it's just nothing but spectacular spectacular shots where and, and here's the thing they managed to vary the distance quite a bit too i mean there's one of the par threes out there that's 45 yards 60 yards where you're basically hitting pitch shots with sand wedges right all the way up to where you've got shots that you know with the wind are probably playing 200 yards mm-hmm. i mean it is the variety yeah. they managed to put into one par three course, the different looks, the different landscapes, the you know the uphill, the downhill. I mean, it is, it's the greatest par three course ever made. Yeah. I'm, I'm really I'm, looking forward. I'm, to I'm that. not going down a limb. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Augusta, fuck your couch. <laughs> this is the greatest par three course ever made. Oh man, Augusta looks like a ton of fun on TV though. I it mean, does look like pretty that, good, doesn't that it? That par three thing. But Billy I mean, Payne, get- I apologize. I don't want your couch to get fucked by anything or anyone. No, I will still kindly accept any invitation out there. The big course, par three course, whatever you may have, I will happily, happily accept any invitation thrown my way. Ditto. You guys are wonderful. <laughs> but you get 13. Isn't that like the perfect, like, it's I don't the perf- know. It's a, it's a great number. Like, it's a great number. And I, I think it it's, when people see how good it is, it puts into people's minds that it's okay mm-hmm. to not have a 9 or an 18-hole course, where people are like, all right, well, you know, hey, I've got this much land. I went and surveyed it all. You know, I guess we could fit, like, 18 holes in here, but we could fit 13 spectacular holes, or we could fit, you know, 7 or 8 really spectacular holes and 10 filler holes. Mm-hmm. Well, fuck it. Let's build 13 awesome holes. That's the right approach to take, and that's what they did mm-hmm. at Band and Preserve. Yeah. And so after that, there's a nine-hole par three course called Shorties, mm-hmm. which unlike those other five ones we previously discussed, there's no cost. 
It's just at oh, the yeah, practice just, center. Yeah. Now, granted, I think it's only open three or four days a week because the way that the practice center works is the hitting stations are on a spine mm-hmm. right through the middle of the practice center um, where you can either be hitting north or you can hit it south. It might be east-west. I'm not sure. When you're there, you kind of lose <laughs> sense of direction. But really, like... <laughs> Who cares? You're hitting from the same spine. You're hitting one way or hitting the other way. Mm-hmm. And... The other way, I think what it feels like south. Somebody could get killed. I think it's south. <laughs> the south half of the practice center is actually Shorty's par three course. Yeah. So all the greens that you're hitting to on the driver range are actually holes mm-hmm. on that par three course. So I believe they hit northbound uh, Thursday through Sunday, mm-hmm. and they hit southbound onto the par three course Monday through Wednesday. I might be off by a day. But so essentially any time that you're hitting north, then Shorty's the par three course is open. They do... Uh, except donations, which I strongly encourage anybody playing the course to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it goes to charity. It's in memory of Shorty Dow. That's what the course is named after, the original caretaker oh, of the Vanadunes okay. property okay. before Kaiser developed it into the resort. Mm-hmm. Shorty Dow was the guy who took care of the property for the previous owners and then stepped in and continued to have some sort of a management, like overseer-type role, mm-hmm. even after Kaiser brought the property. So it's a cool deal. It's spectacular. I, 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 don't, I tell everybody who goes... To Bannon, I'm like, hey, the day that you arrive, make sure you get there with two hours of daylight left because it is there is not a more pristine, perfect place to get a warm up skins game going. Yes. Than Shorty's. I mean, when I go with all my buddies, we go the day after Thanksgiving. So from the Bay Area, we all leave at 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. Not because we want to drive in the daylight. It's because we want to get there before 3 p.m. so we can get nine holes in at Shorty's before we like you know have dinner and kind of get settled in for our trip. Yeah, good call. It's spectacular and then of course there's an 18 hole putting course called the punch Bowl, that's what i recommend which is uh i think modeled after the himalayas putting <laughs> course in st andrews which humble brag i've also played well you know what's weird is the 18th at old mac is called punch bowl mm-hmm. so and i have a little personal story about that please but, okay so the first year that i went which was just with a small group of guys. So, what the, just sorry, don't mean to interrupt you. The first year that you went, did it have four courses open? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It was only four years ago. Okay. Um, I don't think we played preserve, but my memory is really bad, so mm-hmm. I can't remember. There was one year, the first year that I went, that preserve was opened. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was open. We didn't play preserve because the morning that we were supposed to play big time frost delay yeah and it was the day that we were leaving mm-hmm. and so it was like all right well do we wait around play preserve at like noon finish at like two o'clock and then get on the road or do we just say unfortunately fuck it let's get on the road and get this eight hour drive over with and we chose to do the lame ladder yeah. option well either way that first year was special because it was just me and one of my buddies mark and we who you know, obviously. We were looking forward to it for a long time. We finally got the opportunity to go. Mm-hmm. We carpooled together. We, you know, stayed at Lily Pond. Um, As you should. We stay at the inn now. Oh, you moved up to the inn. Oh, oh. well worth oh. it. Well worth it. Oh. Long story short, we went with, you know, only maybe eight other guys, and there was just you know, Robert tried to put together as best he could, like, skins between us. And handicaps vary because ages vary. I mean, we were the youngest guys of that group, obviously. But we tried to play, like, as best we could 
the handicap skins game, long story short, came down to the last hole. Hmm. And I had a downhill putt for par. On oh. 18 punch bowl at Old McDonald? Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. We played them in the order of their design. So first day, I would Band love. Dunes. I would love to do that. I've just never been able to. It just worked out. Yeah, that's awesome. So last. Uh, no, I did that last year. Sorry. <laughs> okay. By 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 coincidence. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, long story short, made the putt with, you know, some people around watching or whatever. I mm-hmm. mean, it was, it was a great experience and a great memory to have. But the whole week was a good memory. Coincidentally, two years ago was the first year we played punch bowl. Mm-hmm. Just we had a bigger group, you know, more eclectic, younger, whatever. Sure, eclectic is good. But uh, it's just a great, you know, on a putting green. I mean, you you just you have so much diversity as far as you know how your putts are going to go uphill left break right mm-hmm. break whatever sure uh i would recommend it you know just like going to shorties or going to the driving range doing your thing you know you want to practice putting i mean sure it's going to be like a game you play with a group of guys but mm-hmm. still you can practice any kind of putt you're going to see the whole week however i would say the greens are most identical to the punch bowl green is most identical to maybe old max greens mm-hmm. sure because but, they were you know construction was the closest between those two as it, well. exactly right. it makes sense yeah but punch bowl is located near pacific right. so that's kind of just it's technically at the pacific clubhouse pacific exactly. dunes clubhouse exactly right. but uh anyway that's my little anecdote about that amazing i i just God, i get such a fucking shit grin on my face anytime <laughs> we start talking about bannon um and so going to the courses the practice facility like i said on top of the punch bowl 18 hole putting course mm-hmm. there's another acre putting green at the practice center there is unlimited range balls for anybody on property i mean you don't you don't pay for range balls abandoned dunes you go you practice as much or as little as you want and then you go out and you play world-class golf regardless of which course you decide to go play that's mm-hmm. really what it comes down to mm-hmm. and so now getting a little bit more into subjective aspects of the resort i said before that it seems criminal to try to put somebody on the spot to say, rank the courses in which ones you like the most. Because by saying that, it infers that one's bad, which I think is silly. Mm. So Matt Janella, who is the travel expert for the Golf Channel and Golf Advisor, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I think is a Santa Rosa native. No. I kid you not. I, I think I heard or saw somewhere that he actually is a Santa Rosa Where'd native. Where did he go to school? Um, like Columbia or something. <laughs> you got the hell out of here. You got the hell out of here. You got the hell out of here real <laughs> quick. Where and do you go to high school then? I, I have no idea. I, I haven't stalked him. So I, I just, I heard. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should stalk him so I can let everybody know. You should be like, hey, Matt, go slap Brandel Shambly Matt, in the face. If you're, listen, if you're listening to this, Matt, please come be a guest on our podcast so we can all talk about how awesome Bandon is together. Because I know he is one of the people that's like, yo, like I do this for, my whole job is to tell you about great places to go play golf. Bandon is still far and away the best place in the entire world to go on a buddy's golf trip. Mm-hmm. And so... Not to jump the gun, did he rank them? Well... Is that what... Matt so here's what I'm going to do for you. Okay. The question that he poses, instead of saying, hey, rank the golf courses, and I thought the way that he posed it is the best way because it doesn't infer that one is bad. Mm-hmm. 
And so I'll ask the question to you and then I'll allow you to ask me. And I think I may have asked this one to Casey on the podcast before, but that seems crazy because he's never been there. <laughs> but that's why he's not here right now. <laughs> you go to you go to Bandon Dunes. You have ten rounds of golf. Hmm. How many rounds do you allocate to each of the courses to form your ten total rounds? I like it. Yes. Me first. Or? Yeah, go for it. So you have ten rounds of golf at the resort. And this is I'm not and I'm not including preserve of just the four big boys, yeah. Bannon Dunes, Pacific Dunes, Bannon Trails, Old McDonald. Mm-hmm. You have ten rounds. How many rounds do you play at each of the courses to form your ideal trip? Yeah. So the same you're like, I feel like, like five my, days, thirty six a day. Like I f- how many rounds do you play at each one? Yeah, I feel like my answer would change like tomorrow or. After I go this trip, which to be fair, that's just a testament to how good yeah it's the hard. resort is and how like well it's hard to pick a favorite when you know they're all so fucking awesome. I th- <laughs> you know I mean I think it's hard for me to remember, but probably my best rounds have been at just the main course, the Puffin, Bannon Dunes. Yes, <laughs> yes. Their logo is a puffin. The puffin. The tuft puffin. Yes. Yes. I would probably say three there. So three at Bandon Dunes, the original course, mm-hmm. or the first course. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then I would say three at Pacific. Mm-hmm. So far, and so then good. I would just say two at Trails and two at Old Mac. I mean, yeah. that's you know, it's kind of a cop out answer, but like, I love them all, but I think Trails in and Bandon Dunes, I would want to, or excuse me, I think Pacific and Bandon Dunes, I would want to split the most rounds at. Yeah. Because Pacific is like chasing the Holy Grail, you know? Like, you want to have your great round there. Yes, you do. Because it is such a special, I mean, you go walk out there, you get to four, you look to your right, and you just see the ocean. That is correct, sir. It, it is so special. And then, because I'm a little bit nostalgic about the whole thing, but the first trip, when I described those frost delays and everything, because mm-hmm. we went like early December and it was just freezing cold, the three delays were trails, which was probably the worst because there's just all the trees are right. blocking. The rock blocking the sun. Uh, dunes and Old Mac. Uh, Pacific, no delay, and thank God, because our tea time was 10-something in the morning, it just rained the whole day. Mm -hmm. There was a patch of sunlight, and then it hailed on 17 and 18. And Mark birdied 18 from the bunker, the greenside bunker. Oh, my God. I mean, he deservingly so... You know, talks it up all the time, but it was amazing. I mean, I witnessed it firsthand in the hail. I did birdie 18 last time I played Pacific, too, by the way. Was it hailing on you? Um, no, it was (laughs) 60 degrees and sunny because we lucked the fuck out. You know, I mean, that's still great. You're like, well, great weather, great course, birdie. Yeah. But despite all that, with it hailing on us, we looked at each other and we're like, well, this is why we came. It's we a, came to a Lynx course to play 
the Lynx game. And if that means it's going to rain the whole time or hail the whole time, you come to Bandon Dunes. Totally. And uh, I'll, I'll piggyback on that. And that is, uh, I had a discussion with uh, Bandon's director of communications. His name's mm-hmm. Mike. Really, really nice guy. Um, and when I was putting that article together for golfguide.net where we kind of teach you how to do Bandon Dunes on a shoestring budget, mm-hmm. where we talk about, you know, go in between Thanksgiving and the end of December. That's when it's the cheapest. Bring these things. Do it this way. And you can actually have yourself a world-class, I mean, by any golfer standards, a world-class golf vacation for less than a 1000 bucks. You know, I mean, we, if you go to golfguide.net, you can read the article, and it gives you all the tips in terms of, like, the checklist of stuff to bring, when to go, how to do it, the prices for everything. Mm-hmm. And to piggyback on what you were saying, which was, now I've lost my train of thought as I fucking subtly hyped. Was it about Pacific or... Uh, I, I don't. This is all becoming incredibly Ooh. difficult. Thanks for the Dales. Yes, the Dales <laughs> Pale Ale is really seemingly doing its job. Oh, I was talking about to Michael, Michael, their director of communications. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I asked him, I was like, you know, when you go up in the wintertime, um, you know, the weather can be really great, but most likely it's going to be really terrible. And mm-hmm. he said it perfectly. He said, you know, when you come to Bandon Dunes and the weather is shit, I, I don't think he said that, but you know, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> Um, and the weather's no good, and you're going out there, and you're playing 18 holes, and the wind, the rain, maybe it's hailing. I've played in hail out there before. Mm-hmm. It's a badge of honor. Yes. You get to say, hey, I went to Bandon, and I played in just the most fucking horrific conditions any human's ever played golf in, mm-hmm. and I had a great time. Yes. and Because that's what it is. The golf is so good, it does not matter what the weather is like. Mm-hmm. There is, It is impossible to not have an unbelievably spectacular time mm-hmm. at Bannon Dunes. Mm-hmm. That's that's just how it is. And so, um, yeah, bad weather be damned. Go in between Thanksgiving and New Year's, pay $75 around instead of 300 and change, mm-hmm. pay $180 a night for a two-bed room mm-hmm. instead of 400 a night, and go have yourself the best golf vacation you've ever had and do it for like 800 bucks. And that includes lodging, golf, food, the whole shebangabang. Yeah. But you might want to consider just upgrading to the inn, though, because... Same price. Yeah, same price. And plus, like, that little, like, bar lounge area they have, you know, they're like... At re- the inn? Or, um, I'm sorry, am I... Yeah, yeah, I think it's the inn. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm sorry, I got... Off track there. The inn is where I've stayed and where, you know, Mark sets this whole thing up. But The inn is the one that is in between 18. the trails and the Bannon Clubhouse that looks over 18th hole at Bannon 18th Dunes. 18th hole. Mm-hmm. Um, the inn is wonderful. I, I've been to the inn. I don't think I've actually ever slept in it. I've slept in Lily Pond, Chrome Lake, multiple different variations of Chrome Lake. I've slept in the regular rooms at Chrome Where's Lake as Chrome well. Lake? Farther away. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> you're 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 waiting for the show. When all the other rooms are booked, yeah. then you go to Chrome I, Lake. I, I get it. I get it. Um, still, still nice. Still really really nice. Oh sure. And bigger too. Mm. Bigger rooms. Um, mm. Instead of like two queen size beds, there are two king size beds mm. in the room. It's just it's really nice. But lower price wise. No, it's the same as Lily Pond. Okay. I am particular to the Lily Pond. That's my favorite place to stay in the resort because I love the balconies, mm-hmm. the little pa- like porches that you have out the back of the rooms that look over the Lily Pond. It's just so peaceful. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great place to relax. 
have a scotch with your buddies. I mean, if you are cheap enough like us to bring bottles of alcohol. Oh, we do. To you know, to to drink, you know, on not on the way up. You would never do that. But to drink <laughs> alcohol, like you know, when you get there or have like a you know a shot in the morning before you head off to breakfast. Or here's a pro tip, and I said this in the article: after you finish walking 18 holes or finish walking 36 holes, mm. whatever it ends up being, when you go back to your room, pour yourself a little glass of scotch or whiskey. And hop in the shower after walking 36 holes and sip on a nice scotch while you take one of those nice warm showers mm. in abandoned dunes room where the water pressure is fantastic. You will feel like heaven has come to earth mm-hmm. and you are in that very place <laughs> at that particular moment. There is nothing more satisfying or more beautiful than a nice scotch and a warm hot shower after a long day of golf abandoned dunes. That is that is the pinnacle of golfing existence mm-hmm. right there. That's fair. Yeah. And um, it, I don't know, like I said, I'm particular to the Lily Pond. People who have stayed actually at the lodge, the lodge lodge, which is the clubhouse, have right. said it's really, really great. Right. The inn is great. Lily Pond is great. Chrome Lake is great. I've They're never, all great. I've never stayed at the Grove Cottages. I'm hoping that one day I can be baller enough to pony up. Where are those? The Grove Cottages are over near Chrome Lake. They're the four-bedroom houses oh. that you can rent out that have like the patios and the fire pits outside where basically when you're really balling yeah it's like hey everybody gets their own bedroom we have a, a living room kitchen you know back patio to... someday one day <laughs> we will get there they're closed in winter time though because they only even open those for the ballers that show up in the summer who can afford to actually pay 300 dollars around right Makes so sense. no that's tight i'm excited man so just to give I'm everybody dope. a quick breakdown if you are interested in going in the winter time this is what you're looking at and keep in mind i've i just took a look Rates are going to go up a little bit starting next year. So yes. these prices are only going to last through the end of 2016. But when we go and with the trip that I put together, you're paying $75 around for golf, mm-hmm. $55 for a replay, and rooms are $180 per night. And that's of two queen beds. So you're looking at like nine with taxes, about 95 bucks a night, mm-hmm. 75 bucks for a round of golf. Uh, that's $170 a day for lodging and golf at the greatest golf resort in America? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That $170. Know, when most of the great golf public golf courses out there are three, four fucking hundred dollars to go play. Mm-hmm. Get your shit together. Yeah. Go to abandon. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, I don't know what the breakdown is for us, but it's probably not too far off. Maybe a little more. The trip that you go to also includes food. Uh, Am I right? Yes. Yes. So if you don't mind... Um, because I know the trip that you guys go on is one of the standard packages mm-hmm. that Bannon offers to groups of 12 people or more. Right. So if you know somebody who puts a, a group together that goes to Bannon. Derek. That, you know, for like Derek at Bennett Valley Golf Course. But, I mean, they offer the same package to any pro at any golf course in California, Oregon, Washington, anywhere around. Mm-hmm. If, a, if a pro or somebody with a PGA card brings a group out, they have access to the same package that you use when you go with Derek so if you don't mind me asking what about roughly what is the price to go on the trip where it includes four rounds of golf four breakfasts at four breakfast buffets four nights lodging as a couple of dinners all of that together is like eight or nine hundred bucks or something it's got to be closer to nine because we paid an extra hundo hundo because we're playing sheep ranch Oh, yes, sir. So we're going to be one of the last to play Sheep Ranch, apparently. But um, I kind of want to talk about this, even though you and Kev 
please. talked about it please. last time. Let's jump into it because then you know we're, we're actually I don't know if you know this. We've been recording for like an hour and a half. Oh jeez, time flies. <laughs> People by. stop listening. Time a flies long by when you're having ago. fun. So if nobody's listening at all, anyway. Let's do, we can talk sure. about whatever we want. Sure. So basically, uh, I heard about Sheep Ranch a couple years ago when I first got a caddy. Mm-hmm. And I think you'd have to ask Mark, but maybe he knew about it before or whatever. But anyway, this guy's like, you know, we usually play crossings because, you know, the caddies pay that, like, that public, you know, course That's like nearby. the caddy course of choice. Most of the caddies at Bannon will go play crossings because they, Bannon crossings, uh, cuts him a pretty good deal. Not part of the resort. Just Not part for of all the, resort. the listeners. Right. Either is Sheep Ranch, but Kaiser owns Sheep Ranch, correct? He has co-owned the land with the gentleman. So Mike Kaiser made all of his money by owning a competitor to Hallmark. He owned a company called Recycled Paper Greetings, mm-hmm. which made cards, birthday cards, anniversary, whatever. If you go to Target or any card shop right you'll see recycled paper greetings in the back that's mike kaiser's company mm-hmm. he co-owned the sheep ranch with the guy that he owned recycled paper greetings with who was not really a golfer mm-hmm. and i i'm assuming that with the news that broke that they're going to convert the sheep ranch into an 18 hole course as part of the resort mm-hmm. my assumption i don't know this but logic would say that he perhaps bought his partner out or his mm-hmm. partner agreed to just sell him mm-hmm. the land to let him do with it what he wants however it had to have happening Mike Kaiser has owned that land at the Sheep Ranch for a while now, mm-hmm. and is now now that the abandoned Muni course that was supposed to yeah. be built like 30 miles south of the <clears> resort <throat> has fallen through. Right. Gil Hans was supposed to design that, but now mm-hmm. it seems that Gil Hans is going to get a chance to design the course mm-hmm. at Sheep Ranch. I don't know how I feel about that, though. What are your thoughts on Gil Hans, um, the architect? Hans, Donald's boy. <laughs> he does I mean he does like to design Trump courses. That's that's my biggest issue with him. <laughs> because like how is that gonna meld with Kaiser? Like To be fair, how is he Gil rope Hans, him in? Gil Hans has designed some spectacular mm-hmm. golf courses and he is responsible for a lot of the most prominent restoration projects. Okay. In, I mean, Gil Hans in his own right. I mean, I think Gil Hans was actually an associate with Tom Doak at Renaissance Golf Design. Okay. And then branched on to his, do his own thing in the 90s. I mean, so you he, know more than me. Gil Hans comes from the Tom Doak school of architecture. Okay. okay. I'll and, give him a pass. And so, I mean. Why not Doak? Come on. Because he already has two courses at the resort. I, I think Kaiser wants to mix it up a little bit. And Gil Hans, after, you know. Gil Hans designed the Olympic course down in Rio. I know. And so how much play is that getting? He's hot right. Well, <laughs> well, we'll go into that another time. But it's it's hot right. I mean, Gil Hans is a hot architect who Mike Kaiser has had his eye on for a long okay. time. Right. I mean, Gil Hans was Did supposed to be the architect of Bannon Muni for several years the, now. The um, what were we talking about? The the course in Wisconsin that he was touting in the podcast a couple years ago. Remember I texted you? And Are you talking like, about Sand Valley? Yes. Uh, so did Hans design one of those? No. no. So as of right now, so Sand Valley is the fourth um, destination that Mike Kaiser has built. Mm-hmm. Bannon Dunes was the first one. Right. Okay. And actually, it wasn't. He actually built a something nine, else, like a property nine, or something. A right? nine hole not replica but a nine hole homage course to uh pine valley mm-hmm. club just outside of chicago i believe in new buffalo michigan mm-hmm. 
um, yeah. right off the coast of the Great Lakes. That was the very f- his first foray into golf course um, development, <laughs> and that has since become the number one nine-hole course in America. Mm-hmm. The Dunes Club. It's owned by Mike Kaiser. It's a private nine-hole golf club about an hour outside of Chicago. Right. But after he did that, he set out to find a perfect piece of land to build Lynx Land in America, which is when he built Bandon. Mm-hmm. So Bandon Dunes has become that. He then built a course in Australia that I think Doak designed. I can't remember the name of it right up uh, the top of my head. But then he's also built Cabot mm-hmm. in Nova Scotia, which has two 18-hole courses now, Cabot Links and Cabot Cliffs, the latter of which, Cabot Cliffs, was designed by Corin Crenshaw. And not only has it gotten rave reviews since it opened a couple of years ago, it has already catapulted up the rankings to become one of the top 20 courses in the world. Cabot Cliffs is already right there on the same you know, uh, shelf as Pacific Dunes. Right. In terms of it's probably one of the... the that and Pacific are the two best golf courses that he's ever overseen the construction for. Right. And he now, knows what he's doing. And now he's building Sand Valley in central Wisconsin. Right, which Corin Crenshaw has Corin Crenshaw designed the first course, which is now open for preview play. It'll open full-time, I believe, next spring. Mm-hmm. And David McClay Kidd, who designed the first course at Bandon Dunes, right. is currently um, finishing up the design for the second course at Sand Valley. I'm assuming Sand Valley is going to be the Midwestern equivalent to Bandon, where before, when it's all said and done... They'll probably have four or five eighteen-hole sure, courses. At least. Yeah, I mean, I, I anticipate him following the Bandon Dunes model at Sand and, Valley, and probably after this project, Gil will be one of the designers. I, I would assume so. Gil, Gil Hans, um, the East Coast equivalent to Bandon, even though it's not owned by Mike Kaiser, the people that built Streamsong or Steam Song, mm-hmm. Streamsong Resort, mm-hmm. um, kind of outside of Tampa, Florida, that's what a lot of people kind of tout as the Bandon Dunes of the East Coast. It's not developed by Mike Kaiser, but they have two 18-hole courses already with a third one about to finish construction. The first two were designed by Cor Crenshaw mm-hmm. and Tom Doak, <laughs> and the third course is going to be by Gil Hans. Okay. And so Gil Hans has been on Mike Kaiser's radar for a long time, um, and so I think when the Sheep Ranch finally does get built and it will be a Gil Hans course, Based on how the first four courses went, I expect the fifth one to be absolutely world-class. No doubt. Yeah. Before that happens, though, (laughs) me and seven other guys Uh are going to play all day by ourselves in what I would call golf course tycoon because you just... Unlimited, create your own course unlimited odyssey golf yes so that is amazing like can I, can I give you some advice hey you've done it i have played the sheep ranch i played it last year so you get the place all to yourself now i was always under the impression that when you go you reserve the whole course to yourself they will based on demand sometimes allow a second group out there uh, okay. it's a maximum of two groups. So there is a possibility that one other group is out there with you guys. Oh. Heaven forbid the 200 acres <laughs> get g- off our g- property. G- g- give way to one <laughs> other group other than yourself. But the 13 random greens that are set up across the property, and you basically just play one, you just pick a green and you go. That's right. just how it goes. You just make up the golf. Now, they do have a pre, they, they have a route set up. They'll give you a scorecard. The, oh. gentle, the gentleman who lets you into the property and kind of gives you the lowdown before you tee off. He will give you a scorecard, and it will actually have a 18-hole routing that Doak 
has planned out because Doak mm-hmm. is the one that built the greens out there. Okay. Um, and so you can follow the 18-hole routing or you can do what we did and, and what you will likely do and that is just pick a green and just go. So there are actual tee boxes out there. I never said that. <laughs> I never oh, said there was tee boxes. Here's a spot. Just put your tee right here. There are a couple places that are tee boxes because it's just so obvious that that's a perfect place to have a tee box that everybody who's played out there has just used it. Okay. Um, but, you know, it's just... You tee up wherever the fuck you want. You yeah, just go. That's what I'm excited about. My one piece of advice to you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, again, you get the whole property to yourself all day. There's no food out there. Mm. And when we asked the guy about it, it was too late because we were already there. Had I known what I know now. Lunch break. Not only would I have a lunch break, I would find a way to bring a fucking barbecue out to the course. Because that you can. We asked him, I was like, hey, well, I have a buddy who has, like, one of those trailer barbecues that they have, like, for major things where you bring it out and the trailer is a barbecue. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, you could bring that right out, park it right next to the green side, uh, the the green that's hanging over the cliffs, m- middle of your day, stop, barbecue up yourself some no stuff. No shit. And then when you're finished barbecuing, you go out and you keep playing. We're, do that. Oh, yeah. We're talking do about camping that. the night before. So I, I don't think you can camp on the property. No, not, not there. But I mean, I'm just saying we plan on bringing that anyway. Yes. So. so if you have access to a barbecue, mm-hmm. bring it with you. Oh. You can, I mean, I kid you not, the whole property is yours. You can do whatever the hell you want out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't kill anybody. But, you know, <laughs> I mean, like, you know, you can do whatever you want out there. So bring a barbecue, bring whatever you want to do, and make a whole day out of it. Make it as special as you possibly can. Oh, hell Because yeah. that place exists for you to do things that you can't do at any other golf courses. Right. So take Which advantage of it. would be the last time we probably get that opportunity. Take advantage of it. I, I, It's probably not too late for me to add on a fifth day at the Sheep Ranch while I'm there. Do it. Am I? I might. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, why, why not? not? Why not? Why the hell not? Let's fucking do it. Why the hell not? Why the hell not? <laughs> All right. Done. Um, on that note, is there anything else you want to add, mm-hmm. band and related, before we let these fine people go back to their I days? Think, I think we touched upon it, but I did um, want to ask you. Sure. Like, I know we're trying to... What's your favorite course? What would you, you know, rank as far as, you know, best to least favorite, whatever? Mm-hmm. Holes. What would you say? This got very sexual very quickly. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. Go From ahead. Courses, the holes. Yeah. Um, as far as like your most memorable golf holes on each course, what would you say? Wow, that is a great question. You played it enough times where you just know. Ooh, this is this is my favorite. Ooh, this one I gotta watch out for. Sure. Okay, so I'll go course by course. In terms of uh, the order they were built. Mm-hmm. On Bandon Dunes, the original course with the Tuft Puffin <laughs> as its logo. <laughs> My favorite holes is the stretch of four or five. Um, number four and number five. Because Bandon Dunes, it's so cool where the first two holes are as inland as the course gets. They're up against the dune. That's where the clubhouse is. You're as far away from the ocean as you could possibly be. Number three is a par five that juts straight out towards the ocean. You can kind of see the water, but not really. And then you get to number four. Number four is a dogleg right where you're teeing off into this fairway that's between these two dunes that then doglegs to the right. You can't see the green from the tee box. Mm -hmm. 
when you get out to the dog lake and all of a sudden you turn right to see where the green complex is, all of a sudden the ocean just slaps you across the face. Right. All of a sudden you just, before you know it, you're just looking and boom. You're looking at this second half of this hole with this green that's just hanging on the edge of the fucking world. It's like there's the green and it's like an infinity green that just drops off into the Pacific Ocean. And it's so spectacular. It's your first great view of the ocean mm-hmm. um, on the whole property. And it's just spectacular. So you shoot right out there. So number four is amazing. And then number five is probably one of the most photographed holes at the resort mm-hmm. where you know, you're know you teeing off over a little cove into this fairway that's nestled between two huge dunes with the Pacific Ocean directly to your left. It's got a couple little dunes that are popping up from the middle of the fairway. I mean, it's just, and the whole second half of the hole, the last 150 yards, plays into this narrow chute mm-hmm. between like the two dunes that the majority of the hole is between to this one. It's just, it's spectacular. It's, yeah. it's probably every golf book cover or you know feature of band dunes has that picture in it justifiably so because it mm-hmm. is that good i would say my favorite low-key holes on uh, at band dunes like the holes that i mean obviously 16 is great the split fairway that comes right along the coast towards the end it's the last hole that you're playing right on the ocean but mm-hmm. i think some of my favorite holes at the first course of band dunes that maybe don't get as much love is number eight Number eight with all that crazy cross bunkering, right? That you have to kind of navigate off the tee, I think is really, really fascinating. And I love 10 and 11 as well. Mm-hmm. 10 really reminds me of the first hole at the King's Course at Glen Eagles, which is funny because you know, that's where my kid comes from in Scotland. 10's really, really funky. And 11 is a great, really, really fun par four that kind of it mandates that you pay a lot more attention to your drive than you would seem at first because. The drive dictates the angle that you're going to have into the green. The green has one of the most vicious greenside pop bunkers on the in the entire resort mm-hmm. that can be navigated easy or in a very difficult fashion based on where your drive ends up. So those are probably a couple of my favorite low-key holes in the first course. For, band, or for Pacific Dunes, Jesus, I would probably say the one hole that really stands out of Pacific to me that I really, really enjoy is pro- <laughs> I can't believe I'm about to say this. Is number six, the short par four, the one that has that. Uh, so at Pacific Dunes, you have number one up, number two, another par four, number three is the par five. Keep on going out away from the clubhouse. Mm-hmm. Par four is that spectacular oceanside par four. Right. Number five is that par three, and then you have the short par four sixth from an elevated tee down to a sunken fairway before it goes straight back up again. It has one of the most crazy, you know. Pinehurst on fucking steroids crown greens on the entire resort with just one of the most vicious greenside bunkers any human has ever seen mm-hmm. and it's just it's one of the greatest short par fours I've ever played um, it, it's spectacular it, it, there's so many different ways to play it again the further right you can hug your drive on the fairway the easier the approach that you're going to have but the fairway is just so big and inviting on the left side it's just it's almost impossible to miss the fairway if you go left. But if you do, you have one of the most shallow greens to work with in the entire resort. I mean, you have 10 fucking yards to work with front to back from that angle. Mm-hmm. And by the way, it's crowned front and back. If you go short, you're going to roll into this shit-ass bunker. Or if you go long, you're going to have to be chipping back up to a crown green where if you go over then, then you're just back in the original bunker that you fucking avoided on your approach shot to begin with. Mm-hmm. So six is probably my favorite one at Pacific Dunes. 
challenge. Abandoned trails? Well, before you get there. Okay, I'm sorry. Since we were on the I'm subject. Sorry, I'm, on, I'm on such a tan. I, no, 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 I love no. this place so much, Brad. I'm no, sorry. Because the way you describe that is how I'm thinking of. Um, I wrote this down because I thought it was 13. Doesn't 13. Pacific Dunes? Yeah, doesn't 13 this, have that this, hell bunker right well, before 13, the par 3? 13 is the spectacular, amazingly photographed hole where it has the huge blowout dune on the right side and the ocean on the left Mm -hmm. where that big hell bunker on the right before you climb up to do the inward you know the last stretch of holes that are all actually not on the ocean because 14 through 18 at pacific dunes none of them are on the ocean Mm -hmm. which most people would think well your closing stretch you have this big thing called the ocean and you don't play any of your closing (laughs) holes along the ocean you don't need to yeah i mean that that, it's the routing of pacific and the fact they have like one par three on the front nine and like four par threes on the back nine, including back-to-back par threes on 10 and 11. 10 and 11, yeah. The routing is just so out there. It's part of what makes Pacific so special is that you just are never going to play anything like it. Mm-hmm. And um, 13... Yeah, I agree. Isn't, 13 I, that's 13, the right hole I'm thinking 13, of, right? You could say 13 is your favorite hole at the entire resort, and only an idiot would tell you you're wrong because it's that good. But every idiot's been stuck in that bunker and probably had to hit three shots Most to get out of it. Most certainly, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, it's just like straight uphill. It is insane. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. I, I love it. I yeah. mean, no matter what happens, you're like, oh, I'm in the bunker. Oh, well, you know, in the bunker, uh, whatever. Oh, well. Uh, all right. I'll, I'll go a little more quickly. On Bandon Trails, probably my t- two favorite holes on trails are probably third hole the par five third mm-hmm. where you're actually hitting over the road into the resort off your tee shot mm-hmm. but the cross bunkering on three is just amazing i mean it's it, a great it, photographic hole too. it's it's maybe one of my you know five favorite par fives i've ever played in my entire life mm-hmm. and then i also oddly enough really like 15 which is after the one par four that everybody seems to love or hate where you from the ultra elevated tee box the oh, high point of the course yeah. and you shoot straight downhill to the short par four with that mm-hmm. big crown green. That's why I get a caddy on trails. Right. <laughs> the comeback par four after that one where you're coming back and it's got that really interesting cross bunker that kind of lets you go, oh, do I go left, right, short, and light? How do, how do I want to play my approach? 15, I think, is a really underrated, unbelievably spectacular par four. Mm-hmm. And so those are probably my two... I can't say they're my favorites, but they're the two that I always really, really enjoy playing that none of my friends seem to bring up when we talk about you know our rounds. Mm-hmm. Obviously, one is a great opener. Two is a wonderful par three. I really, really enjoy the fourth hole, that uh, comeback, or is it four? Did, did, I did, like... Did, did, four, um, four and six are both really, really good as well. I like seven. Great par fours. That, that straight Epic, uphill. Epic, straight uphill par four. You got that bunker on the left. I'll tell you what, left. that hole is fucking difficult. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, you, I got fucked in the bum with that bunker <laughs> on the right several times over when I was out there. It's what happened. Oh, but it was so enjoyable. I yeah. Uh, and then Old McDonald, I love the third hole. I love that blind tee shot up over like the, mm. the ghost tree. It's just so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, that one's really good. Obviously, seven where you're playing up to the hole that's on the edge of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, man. You like sixteen? The ring my bell. I do, I do, and that's uh, the, that is a hole modeled. The hole is called the Alps Hole, mm-hmm. and it's um, again for anybody that doesn't know, Old McDonald is actually a tribute course to Charles Blair McDonald, mm-hmm. C. B. McDonald, who is one of the fathers of American golf course architecture, who designed. 
Chicago Golf Club. He designed the National Golf Links of America. Lots of other, you know, prominent, well-respected, famous courses in America. But he modeled all of the holes that he built after great holes that he studied in Scotland and England. Mm-hmm. And so the Alps hole, um, there's an Alps hole, obviously at National Golf Links of America, where you know that's kind of his crowning achievement. But also, I, where it's not your approach with, shot is blind yes, entirely. Correct. Okay. And I, I can't remember exactly which hole everything's modeled after which hole in Scotland's modeled after, but it's, it's roots come from Prestwick or something like that, where a really cool Alps hole where you hit out, you have a blind approach shot mm-hmm. up to like a green that you can't see. It, it, it's called the Alps and spectacular. I, yeah. I, lo- I love the ring the bell. It's hole. great. Yeah. How about yourself? Any, any holes, but not necessarily like course specific, but if you had to pick, you know, one, two or three holes in the whole resort that stand out as your favorites, do any immediately come to mind? Yeah, thirteen well, Pacific. Um, yeah, Pacific. Uh, you know, I like love all those whole. You know, even like those two par threes. Yeah, you do. <laughs> well, of course you do. Yeah, but uh, mostly just because of like when you get up and down on a particular hole, mm-hmm. and it just feels like such an accomplishment. When you birdie a hole, it's great. But when you like end up in one of those bunkers and you get up and down, you feel just like, oh, wow, I I conquered the beast, you know? I slayed the fucking beast. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, totally. But uh, Old Mac has a special place because 16, 17, 18, I think the whole reason that I was able to win the skins for Mark and I is mm-hmm. because I went par, par, par when I needed to and because I just hit a tit shot on 16 sure blind as you could ever imagine but you could hear from the people that just rang the bell that they were you know cheering sure because you hit it close enough i will say this old mcdonald is easily the most difficult closing stretch of any of the four regulation yeah. courses i mean 16 17 18 at old mcdonald it's like a goddamn murderer's row man that right. that is a brutal it was a huge difficult accomplishment. finish i mean if you can finish par 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 at old mcdonald you get off the course asking people all right so where can i buy everybody the first round <laughs> i just teabagged all of you <laughs> yeah it was um, a good time for sure um yeah i already said trails i love that uphill par four number seven mm-hmm. um you know, Pacific, you could pick don't, any hole. Don't discount, I will say this, don't discount, I believe it's 12-13 at Bannon Trails, the 240-yard uphill par three. Oh, God. And then the next, the, the par four that comes back that runs parallel to it in the opposite direction that has like a big shared fairway. Right. I I remember the very first time that I played Trails and I just, that came into view. I was like, this is heaven. Mm-hmm. This is This is literally heaven. Yeah. Uh, it uh, trails at times when you get into the the meadow and the forest part. You, I always kind of think of it as like a an Oregonian Augusta mm-hmm. almost. Do you, do you ever get that sense oh, when you're yeah. when you're at trails? Oh yeah, it, it's a more rugged Oregon themed Augusta. That's why I think trails is a lot more people than you might think. The silent majority who prefer it. Over the others, even though they go to Bandon Dunes for Bandon Dunes or well, Pacific, they love trails. I'll follow up on that by giving you, if I had 10 rounds. <laughs> oh, yes. I'm sorry. What? No, no, no. It's okay. 
If I had that 10 rounds. That is so rude of me for not asking you. Three at Pacific, mm-hmm. three at Trails, and then usually two, two at the other two. Mm-hmm. Although if I'm feeling a little bit randy, <laughs> I'll go three at Pacific, three at Trails, three at Bandon, one at Old Mac. Mm, okay. I see. But because of everything we touched upon because everything we touched upon i mean normally i'd probably go three three two two because none of those courses isn't spectacular enough not to warrant at least playing two rounds on it but if i can only play three rounds at two of the courses specific and it's been at trails trails for sure yeah trails is great it's amazing i think i'll get a caddy for trails again that's a good idea (laughs) awesome well bradley this has been awesome i'm I'm so happy you know honestly we Thanks talked, for we having me on. We talked about doing a band and themed podcast for a little while, and now that we did it, this was fucking spectacular. Everybody needs to go. Everybody needs to I go. I really do encourage everybody, just save some money. Like we said, during this time of year, it's affordable. Dude, okay, so just do the math. Before we say goodbye, do the math real quick. If you go between Thanksgiving and New Year's for golf, lodging, food at the resort, because I'm, I'm going to tell you this right now. Eat at the resort. Just eat in the restaurants. Everything's mm-hmm. awesome. You can go to McKee's Pub, which mm-hmm. I think the cheapest dining option on site. Right. Meatloaf, pizza, hearty golf dinners. Exactly. You know, and you're paying twenty bucks or less. I mean, it's not expensive. Mm-hmm. It's it's and you very, can go to trails and eat like Thai food yeah, or something. It's very very <laughs> reasonable. I mean, dude, for the whole kit and caboodle, golf, lodging, food, you can spend eight or nine hundred bucks. And be fine. Yeah. And be totally, totally fine. And that's eating out for every meal while you're there. Mm-hmm. Hey, what does that mean? Put aside 80 bucks a month mm-hmm. every year. Mm-hmm. And you have a world-class golf vacation paid for. Yes, I agree. Don't be a dill. <laughs> Do yourself a favor. <laughs> Go to Bandon Dunes if you haven't already. And if you have gone and you're planning on going again, if you're going the weekend before Thanksgiving or the weekend after Thanksgiving, say what's up. Say what's up. Yeah. And we'll see you out there. Exactly. All right. Thanks so much, everybody. Have a great, great, great week. We'll be back next, next week. I'm not sure with what, but rest assured, we'll be here. We'll see. All right. Thanks so much, everybody. Yeah.